You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. And welcome to the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters podcast. My name is Ian the Well Informed, and I'm here with just Phil the Ubi. Hello. Um, although I could probably be uh, talked into doing some other voices if uh, if we if need if the need arose, but um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see how things go today. Like what voices? Um. Well, I used to be able to do Eric Hartman really well. In <laughs> And, um, you know, because my college roommates all respected my authority. Although I think it's probably the edge has come off in the last uh, 20 or so intervening years. So, And (laughs) I do have kind of um, the edge of mine has kind of come off like um, Ned Flanders, like, hidey ho, neighborino. (laughs) Oakley dokely. Oakley (laughs) dokely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So we could do this probably for the next um half hour, couldn't we? Well, we got to fill time some way cuz yeah. uh, it's just you and me here today. Yes, I know. Emily is sick. Um uh Kathy the CSA is not here because we kind of had to give her a pass. She um um she's going to a weddings and the um wedding is probably right here and now just just happening so there's no chance she can be here <laughs> well you know obviously we know we, we're not more important than a wedding so yeah there there's free cake and oh, oh, an open oh, bar well, that that, that oh, those change everything then yes uh, <laughs> We have none of that. All we have is. I mean, if we were invited to to a wedding with free cake and an open bar, would we be here? No. <laughs> we would or, we'd, or we'd probably find a way to do a do a remote podcast. I think. I was about to say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then we would probably be considered wedding crashers. <laughs> well, yeah, but we'd still. Hey, free cake. Free cake, and like, we pro- for oh. free cake, you can call me whatever you want. Yeah, and we'd probably be called the Pod Crashers instead of the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters. Um, brought to you by um, um, Podcast Detroit. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, I want us to get a little bit into um, new games um, or relatively new games like um, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Have, uh, I've not played that one. I have yeah. not played that one, so what does that tell you about me? Um, I would say that I would ask you first, are you a 
fighting game player? Not really. I do a little bit of uh, Marvel versus Capcom here and there. Um, maybe some uh, Injustice. Um, the you can de- kind of detect a theme here with my choices, but yeah, you like the games based off of cartoon and uh, uh, and Marvel comics and DC comics, comics on occasion. Um, those are kind of more my jam. I never really got into the abstract characters in uh, Street Fighter or uh, Mortal Kombat, although I used to be a big Mortal Kombat player back in the day. But, um, you know, I when I had to start remembering uh, theories of economics, it kind of pushed out my memories of how to do uh, Cabal's uh, combo where the, <laughs> where the buzzsaw comes out of the ground. I so, can, yeah. And, my, pr- my priority shifted. Yeah, as have I. But um, this game is particularly unique because it plays a lot like... Um, um, I'm trying to think of the... Um, it's, it's a, The gameplay is a lot like another game in Arc Systems Works category, but is to the style the, of... More like the, is that more like the Blaze Blue or... Um, not Blaze Blue. I forget the name of the title. Uh, it's um, oh, it's Gear? it's Guilty Gear. It, <laughs> it it's built off the same engine of Guilty Gear, but the gameplay is more Dragon Ball Z style and can be played with. Uh, you can have uh three characters, kind of like Marvel versus Capcom games. Oh, so they can kind of tag in and out. Yeah. Okay. Is uh now this is the one I think I heard some of the buzz. This one looks remarkably like the cartoon. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Like, like if um have you seen the cartoon before? Or? I've probably seen a clip here and there, but um no, I've not never never had a chance to watch a full episode. Right. Um I can go into a little bit of detail. Like if like Say you're uh, you're playing as um, Goku and you're facing off against Frieza. If you beat Frieza as like Super Saiyan Goku, there's a cutscene that gets played that um, is just like the original, <laughs> the original show. Hmm. So it's <laughs> it um, stays fairly fresh and. T- Brings in a lot of the nostalgia crowd. Oh, okay. If that was the kind of thing I was nostalgic for, it definitely would be my jam. Yeah, I am. That's one of the types of games I would definitely be interested in. And I don't believe it's on Nintendo. Uh, No, it's not. Um. But there is oh, there's a whole lot of new stuff coming to Nintendo though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think they had a the, the, yeah, there was a Nintendo Direct earlier in this week, so Yeah, that happened just yesterday. Yeah. And they um last month and this month they've been bringing in a lot of games that are ports from other things. Mm-hmm. Um like they've been bringing in a lot of the um like last month they had a trailer for um um another teaser game for no more heroes and i remember that i remember playing that one on the wii when it first came out that was that was bananas 
crazy. But I liked it. It's kind of my kind of crazy, too. Yeah. Have you ever played the sequel? No, I haven't. I'm I'm going to have to lend you my copy. It's... <laughs> It's well, more bananas. <laughs> well, I I have it. It's just I haven't gotten to it. It's one. It's there for those for that magical day when I will have time to play all these games. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Every so often, I uh, I go through my backlog and figure out well. What do I still think I'll get to in some magical day, and what am I just going to have to admit to myself I'm never going to touch? So far, No More Heroes has continued to make the cut where I know I'll get to it someday. (laughs) Yeah, I I have that same type of backlog where I have – where I'm going to probably play something like – Zelda 2 from the original NES. <laughs> but, but no, one of the games that really interested me that I never got to play but really, really, really wanted to was a game called Undertale, which is now going to be ported to the Switch. Oh, yes. I heard about that. I've heard a lot about that one. Um, it's pretty much on every system now, isn't it? Yes. I never got to play it like on Steam or wherever it was, but now it's going to be. I know for sure it's on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's on Xbox or not. I'm not sure it should be. I know I thought long and hard about it in one of the previous Sony Flash sales, but I ended up not getting it. (laughs) And part of me still regrets it. Part in my, but then I look at my backlog and I'm like, what does it really matter? It doesn't really matter. Like, um, no, that game, I, I, um, I would say I will be picking up the Switch for that game. Okay. So when I, um, when I have enough money, right? No, I have enough money. Sorry for that. When I, um, find a new place, I am, um, kind of in the process of moving so trying to find a good place that's affordable mm-hmm. so when i get that then i'll be focusing on all of the games oh yes but uh any was there anything else in the nintendo direct that kind of caught your attention like um i mean not a whole lot oh like the last um half minute of the episode um it's like a 35 minute episode um the characters from Splatoon are going to be added to um Super Smash Brothers 4. <laughs> oh okay. Uh, I have not play- played that one. I have not either. I I um I've seen gameplay of it and I like the different uh it's a lot of um like you have an arsenal you have mm-hmm. you have to pick um a main weapon and that weapon has a <laughs> primary effect and then a secondary effect and the same holds true with Splatoon 2. So yeah. Oh yes. Um but uh, I 
I don't know. It's this is weird. Um, the thing I'm most excited for was that was announced in the Nintendo Direct was the, the remake of Luigi's Mansion. Yes, yes. Um, I I forgot about that. Um, one of the things that it has is going to be a boss rush, and I was like, this "Oh, this yes. game should have a boss rush. It should." <laughs> It should. I mean, I I remember playing that on my GameCube back in the day, and I think I actually finished it. And it's weird that I'm that with my backlog in the state that it's in that the thing I'm most excited about is getting a game I played 15 years ago and playing it again on a modern system. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mario. And I like when the remake happened, like. Um, Dark Moon. I had been wishing I um when the re when the remake um when the sequel was announced, I wrote to Nintendo once a week saying they need to make a section that's dedicated to uh Mystery Science Theater three thousand <laughs> because they have the Poltergust three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. But no, I like the fact that they're going to be putting that in. And then they also announced that, um, one of my like top five Mario games, um, is going to be making an extension. Um, um, Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story. Oh yes, I saw that. <laughs> that I I I enjoyed that that uh, that one as well. Um, probably one of the last ones that I really had back in the days when I had time to play these uh, long longish RPGs. Um, but that one that one was I have fond memories of that one. Um, and I, I did, aren't they going to add a section uh, for Bowser Jr. and yeah. what he was doing during the story? Yeah, they're going to add a section for Bowser Jr. But I absolutely, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I absolutely love the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the ending, so I'm probably going to have to play this again. Oh, um, I'll give you a hint. It's against Bowser. <laughs> but not what you think um so now i think we have to give the note to nintendo where's partners of time and why haven't you made that remade that for 3ds that will show up eventually only um time will tell time? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> um so um so we talked about Dragon Ball Fighter C and yes. um yeah a lot of those games are um aim when you get good when you get to um learning about um playing those games um and learning the many combos and learning the characters you in order to get better you have to be able to read people right yes cuz it not only do you have to know how to do the combo, you have to do the combo at the right time. Yeah, like using the Kamehameha, the Solar Flare, the Final Flash for Vegeta, other things. But yeah, um, so 
I have a little bit of a story. When I say a little bit of a story, I have a story from back in the day, old YouTube, that um, I wanted to talk about a um, an old girlfriend of mine. Not girlfriend, girlfriend, just a girl that I kind of like that kind of spiraled out of control. <laughs> and we had talked about this earlier, but... Um, um, one of the reasons that I had, um, oh, before I begin, I wanted to ask you, like, what, um, what brings you to YouTube? What, what brings me to YouTube is a lot of things. Um, I think for a lot of us, it started with cat videos and, you know, (laughs) both, you know, seeing the cats jump way up in the air and then, when they struggle to jump off the slippery counter and they fall flat on there, you can't help but go, oh, poor kitty. Or jump 10 feet up because uh, they see a cucumber. Right. That too. <laughs> um, but, you know, over time, um, you know, and as the platform has matured, you know, you're seeing uh, um, content that uh, you couldn't, that you don't see on uh, television anymore. Um as I, my, this one of my favorite channels is the SciShow channel. We learned, and we learned all sorts of neat stuff on there. Um, I uncovered the channel during, uh, when, when, uh, bath salts were all over the news. And, uh, this was bath salts in the sense that they, these were the street drugs that made people crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, SciShow had a nice, uh, breakdown of, okay, what about the drugs is doing this? Um, and I've forgotten the details to, at this moment. Um, but, uh, it was, it was interesting and I stuck with the, uh, SciShow channel and, you know, the videos are about five minutes long and by the time you're sick of learning about bath salts, it's over. Yeah. And now we have to look forward to, um, Tide Pods and me never doing one of those because I'm allergic to Tide. So. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, both what happens when I've seen uh, some breakdowns of, okay, how did this become a thing in the first place to what actually, what would happen to you if you were to eat a Tide Pod? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's all kinds of weird stuff you'll find on YouTube. Um, and, and, and of course you have, you still have your cat videos. Those are, those will never go anywhere. Those the will. internet runs on cats, I believe. Yes. It's, it, I'm surprised it's not a catastrophe. <laughs> no. Um, speaking of catastrophes that are. Now let's hear your story. Ian. My, my story. Oh, oh goody. So back in the day, I, um, the big reason, um, one of the bigger reasons why I went on to YouTube was because I um, went to University of Detroit Mercy, and one of my good friends um, um, went. To, eh, we went to college together. Her, um, if you're a nerd fighter out there listening to this podcast, uh, her name is Megan Tonjes, and we, um, I used to be in um information systems and she was as well. I um 
we were taking classes, the same classes at some point. She, I would say, is probably the smarter of the two of us when it comes to IT. But she then pursued to go into music. So back when, uh, after she left U of D, I decided I would try and go for a master's in information systems. And I, um, she was trying to get into stuff like, um, uh, talent shows like, um, America, like America's Got Talent, American Idol, but those weren't around during that time. I, um, I, on the other hand, was trying to get together a few, um, um, what are they called? A few bands because I knew a lot of alternative. I knew, um, country, um, rock, hard rock, and I was looking to possibly make a record label. And so I wanted to bring her into the record label. And that kind of fell through. So, and one of the reasons why that fell through was she had her own channel on YouTube. And then she made like a group community uh, YouTube channel called Project Life Size for um, people, that, uh, for ladies that were... Um, um, life size, as they would call that. So, I had um, I had been a big advocate of her because uh, for a few years, but then the channel started to grow, and a lot of the people within that channel, um, a lot of the viewers were guys who were gay. So. <laughs> Uh, Phil, what do you, um, um, what do you think <laughs> of that? And of, of, uh, what aspect of it? Just the fact that this channel was enjoyed by a lot of gay men or, um, or what do I think happened next? Um, what do you think happened next? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm going to guess everybody got along and everybody wa- got together and watched cat videos. Yeah, everybody started watching cat videos. Yeah, um, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, um, what had happened with that is that I'd say maybe like 2009, 2010 for like Project Life Size, there was one host that ended up like quote unquote getting fired oh and um like yeah megan was very good at handling it she is (laughs) um i would technically say she's kind of a hot mess (laughs) in real life but in terms of um her personality she is very marketable she is very um she can um, t- um, uh, dish out as well as receive um hate and take it like a champ. 
So she was able to take that hate, but one of her fellow friends kind of found out um, um, a little later on that I was going to events that she was hosting because I accidentally said a line that I had said on Project Life Size. Oh. And so they found out who I was and they were like, I have a great idea. I'll send this to that one person who got fired and then um, I'll ruin his name. I'll um, I'll try to ruin his name by calling him gay, even though that's not true. <laughs> and, and so because uh, Megan got to be very, very popular, my popularity within um, being pronounced gay got all that much. Um, um, <laughs> so, were you, uh, so were you having guys hit? Were, were you having guys hit on you then, or? Yes, <laughs> I still do to this day. <laughs> and I wanted it to, and I kind of wanted it to stop. Um, uh, that never, that still happens. That has, <laughs> that still happens. But um, a, because the super trolls behind Megan and everything decided to... <laughs> Um, oh, the super uh, trolls never go away. The super, the super trolls never go away, and I would be one to contest to agree with that. <laughs> um, I, um, like Dave says, um, the Streisand effect happened. Oh, I didn't certainly. want, I didn't want that information to become public, um, regardless of if it was true or not, and it exploded in my face (laughs) yes and and for those of you who don't know the streisand effect refers to when attempts to uh to suppress information and wind up causing it to go go wide or go viral yes (laughs) very simply put Uh, but um one of the reasons why i like nerdfighteria is because um they were kind of a neutral ground for me. They were kind of accepting. While the super trolls were, I would say, trollish. <laughs> well, and it's when you feed the trolls too that they, you know, they keep coming at you. And they've um they've slowly um they've slowly stopped. Like I mm-hmm. um it's nowhere near as bad as it was like in 2012 and one hey, one of the reasons why it isn't so bad is because they felt they had won over me because I had um, lost my job during that time mm-hmm. so I don't know whether it was I was able to keep it to a minimum because that's all I did at home or <laughs> <laughs> or if they just knew that I had lost my job and they didn't care what my um, sexual orientation was. <laughs> or at that point, they might have moved on to a juicier target, too. I hope so and hope not. <laughs> Hopefully, the juicier target is marketable like uh, 
Megan, but <laughs> yeah, she's, and I'm surprised um, she still doesn't know that to this day. I don't have the, um, she had to deal with her friend um, um, and um, <laughs> she had to deal with her friend and never um, found out what had happened. Man. It might be better this way, too. It might be better that way. <laughs> uh, why do you say that? Well, you know, if she, uh, you know, she never never finds out this uh, this thing happened, you know, it, it can't uh, stress her out, you know, because I, you know, I don't know how good of friends you guys were at the time or how good of friends you, you guys are now, but... Um, you know, I could see this kind of thing stressing somebody out, and nobody needs that kind of stress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand where you're coming from. She doesn't need that type of stress, and um, part of this podcast is because I want to give um, two middle fingers to those super trolls, to be honest. <laughs> well— and now, now that you've put the super trolls on blast, they might now come back for you. So just be careful. Oh, uh, I, I understand that, but I am working to become a little bit more marketable um, through this. So I will tell them to bring it and <sighs> don't let it get to you. Don't let the hate get to you, and don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. <laughs> But as um, the trolls have become considerably better, especially since um, uh, YouTube demonetization, <laughs> because um, a lot of the trolls are – they did have a platform, but now they don't. <laughs> they don't get paid for what they do. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. I just wish, like, some people, like, um, I know this one guy, I went to the uh, podcaster meetup on Thursday, and for about two months, he was monetized on YouTube. He has his, um, he has his own podcast, and he's a, I would say he's a very marketable guy, but, mm -hmm. um, he was on YouTube for two months and then got demonetized because he doesn't have enough subscribers. Does have enough views, though. Um, for those of you who don't know, YouTube made, um, have now set the bar for um, monetization to um, 1,000 subscribers and like 4,000 hours worth of views. And what that means, the 4,000 hours worth of views, is that let's say you One have... One person can watch your hour-long video 4,000 times to cross over the threshold. Yes. That is the... that Although, I couldn't have said that any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Although it might cause uh, somebody at YouTube HQ to become concerned, um, kind of like... Uh, Netflix got a little worried about the guy who watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy 168 times last year. 
I, uh, I think they actually reached out to him to make sure he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Two Towers? Um, I think it was the whole thing. It was the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> uh, one series, the rule of them all, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> yes. Oh, goody! Must um, really like Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's a good, it's a good series. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think I could watch it 168 times in my life, much less a year. <laughs> that's like watch. That's like watching the Highlander, like um, four thousand. No. Two to two, two and a half thousand times, or two something? and a half thousand times. <laughs> if, when you only need to watch it once, because there can be only one. <laughs> yes, yes, very well said. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, that's kind of my um, um, girlfriend story. Um, no rings attached. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, something a little more um, sadder on my end, um, a little bit local, um, like Berkeley area. I um, I am a board member for a, a place called the Neighborhood Gardening Coalition, and I um, um, I'm kind of um putting this a little bit on blast because I really want this to not go away, but I, I, I have searched my feelings. I know it to be, um, pretty true. Um, um, the board membership that I've been working with, I doesn't seem like that is going to be coming back. And, I've worked with them. I've had friends who have been with them for the last four years. I've been there for three. And um, it's kind of all come down to the manpower um, because, like, they have – back when I first got there, we had um, eight board members. We – um, um, dotted our I's and crossed our T's, but in the end, that um, it's come down to like three or four board members and not enough participation. So, 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 the, so it's basically what's going on is folks aren't coming in to volunteer and work the garden. Um, yes and no. We, um, that. Um, one of the bigger problems with having like um, um, uh, a five hundred one c three, as it's called, a five hundred one c three nonprofit, is that you need to have at least a good amount of board members mm-hmm. to um, channel traffic, whether it be through word of mouth or social media. And right now, there are three. One, the director, one, myself, and the third being the accountant. <laughs> okay, so... And not the accountant from the movie. <laughs> the oh, <okay>. accountant. <laughs> so you don't have Ben Affleck. Yeah, this. I don't have Ben Affleck, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although if he drops out of the out of the new Batman movies, he might have a lot more time on his hands. He, but 
everybody wants to keep him accountable, though. Right. <laughs> but no, I I'm kind of quite saddened that um, something like this that brings forth a lot of um, community is maybe going away. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in the Berkeley area, check this out and uh, maybe see if you can still get involved. Yeah. Or is it or is that even too late for that? Um it's not going to be in Berkeley. If it is, it will probably be like Hazel Park or somewhere else. Oh, okay. But it is kind of a little I would say it's a little too late to have a full season. Mhm. Yeah, um, yeah, it gives people a reason to be a little bit more of a vegetable than um, being uh, um, being, a, a, being a vegetable as opposed to planting them and and growing them. Yes, exactly. Um, some people won't care at all, um, but if I if I had the chance, <laughs> I would say to let us eat <laughs> so that's enough vegetable puns for one day um right. you know not that people could care at all so hey not that people would care at all <laughs> yeah we don't want to talk so, about um, so let us talk about something else <laughs> let's let's talk about something else that's even more depressing <laughs> yay more depression <laughs> Like I need to be Bannock. Um so we forgot to include um in our last episode If you are feeling a little bit depressed, go and put YouTube on uh put it on mute and would just watch some cat videos while you listen to us talk. Yeah. yeah. So there's this thing called VidCon that um is usually around beginning of june july i don't remember i um i've kind of lost interest in it now because um there's this company called viacom and i not that i um i have a lot of um um not niceness to them <laughs> so um because they Viacom, as most people know, is a like a TV company and and a movie company and a movie company. Yes, you know they own Paramount, they own CBS. Um, I think they own Showtime, um, Comedy Central, Sci-Fi Channel, um, a lot, a lot of a lot of media brands. A lot of media brands. Yes, but. They, um, like about, I'd say a month ago, bought out VidCon. And I'm really saddened to that because it's uh, a TV movie company trying to take over the YouTube space. Um, I, if it were me and I were the, um, head of that convention, I would probably I would have tried to give it to Google just because Google owns YouTube. <laughs> mhm. 
but it's that would be a perfect world, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, certainly, because uh, Google and you, you know, and YouTube would probably have the incentive to try to uh, make it grow and. Who knows what Viacom is going to do um, since they have quite a bit of animus towards YouTube. So, Yeah. Um, I won't even get into much about um, Skype TV or CNET or <laughs> – but those are a couple things that are owned by Viacom as well. But, mm-hmm. but no, um, I'm <sighs> – um, what do you think about this change? So. Well, honestly, I wasn't that familiar with uh, VidCon. Um, I maybe heard of it once or twice, never really had a chance to look into what it was all about. Um, Viacom has done things in the past, though, that make me kind of nervous of them, you know, wanting to play in the YouTube space when uh, they were quite famously suing YouTube uh, for. I think a billion dollars at least a couple of years ago, and I don't recall how that lawsuit ended, or if it's still going on. Um, YouTube settled. Yeah, YouTube settled on it and actually won that lawsuit because um, courts came to find out that at one point um, Viacom was using the. Um, um, using Skype TV to bring in um, top 1% videos into um, their site. And that's kind of constitutionally, that's kind of illegal to rip off the content creators off YouTube. (laughs) Which Viacom was concerned that YouTube was doing to them. Yes, exactly. But they were... (laughs) They were the main um, piracy agent oh, <laughs> in yes. all of this. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, the courts probably wouldn't look too kindly on that. Yeah. The reason why they, um, why Viacom sued them and had all that information is because they were the ones who were pirating that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I don't exactly, and I know why they do that. I know why these bigger companies do that it's because they want to keep competition down they want to keep growing so they put those steps those unscrupulous events and then well the Streisand effect happened (laughs) (laughs) so but thank God Viacom is marketable. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Got to have that marketability. <laughs> yes. Unlike me. <laughs> but, no. Um, yeah. Um, so, did you, um, speaking of other companies trying to compete, did you hear about Amazon buying out Twitch TV? You know, I... I remember it was a big deal at the time, and uh, actually, I think kind of the buzz was that was a good move for both companies. Um, it allowed it allows Twitch to grow with Amazon's resources, and Amazon gets a new line of business. So, um, I have watched Twitch here and there. I don't watch it a lot. Um, it sounds like a good thing. Um, um, 
And from what I've heard since then, Amazon has kind of allowed Twitch to uh, just continue doing its thing. Yeah, and I, it's a great partnership because, like, one of their pilot programs that Twitch did was to bring, um, like, top YouTubers into the fold and mm-hmm. start doing live streams on there. Like, uh, Markiplier, I want to say Jacksepticeye, but... Yeah, a lot of the main YouTubers that get a whole lot of views, they brought them in, paid them money, and had them to live stream. And mm-hmm. it's, um, I think it's worked out well for all involved, from what I hear. Yeah, they have. Um, I would watch it every once in a while. I'd be like you, I'd watch it every once in a while and see guys like Maximilian Dude, who I. Um, um, would pay um good money to see him come to Yomacon to the people who are <laughs> um to the people who know me from Yomacon. Please make this a thing. Like, please bring in, dude. I would so totally play him. <laughs> 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 and I and the first five minutes, I'd be like, "Who are you?" But. <laughs> Wow. Never meet your heroes, Ian. Never, Never meet, meet your, your heroes. heroes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, like him, Markiplier, and other um, really um, impressionable and marketable people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn you, marketable people. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. Um, Let's see, so let's see. And we went over some of like the Nintendo Direct. Um, there is a like one other story we could talk about about um, um, people, um, a certain company um, um, having their customers pay ten dollars for a save slot. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm not sure the company you're thinking of, but I think it rhymes with Bonami. Oh, it. Hey, whenever they screw up, I usually call them um, the economy because they're like the economy tanked. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Yes, yeah. So, um, so there's so this. How does, how, so how does how does uh, how do they compare with uh, with that form of uh, microtransactions in terms of shadiness with uh, with uh, let's say EA and not giving us the pink Darth Vader that they know they we really want? <laughs> oh, like economy is economy, and they don't give a um, s about their s business practices. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to sum up, uh, Jim Sterling to a uh, level. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, that is one, hey, that is one game that is very easy to beat because in many gameplays like Angry Joe and other places, they've, um, if you, um, get to the high ground, you can defeat everything <laughs> there's no 
That's that's how you become king of the hill, I guess. Um, king of the um, um, king of the gears of um, it should be called um, uh, winding gears rising. There you go. Winding mm-hmm. gears survive. Yes. But yeah. Um, <sighs> Is there anything else you uh, wanted to cover today, Ian? Or I think uh, we're pretty well set. I think we're pretty well set. Um, outside of um, um, companies and people who are marketable, yeah, I think um, we got through, I believe, an hour, and I think we're pretty good. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm feeling good. Sure. So, uh, where can we find you, Ian? You can find me at all of the things. I um, I do the Facebooks. I do a little bit of the Twitters. Um, I could be found on YouTube. But if you find me, please don't call me fake and gay. <laughs> um, and I, you can find me at the top of the hill. You can. Hey, which hill is that, though? Well, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to give my give all my secrets out. Well, I don't give a hill of beans now. So, <laughs> so um, thank you for listening to the Retro Detroit Nerdfighters. As always, um, uh, don't forget to be awesome and DFTBA. 